Now at Mickey D's, when you buy any crispy chicken sandwich or quarter pounder with cheese, you'll get a free medium fry and free medium drink when you order on the app. So do you have the app? How are you going to get this deal if you don't have the app? I know you have a phone. Anywho, if you have the app, enjoy your free fries and drink. If you don't, you can't see me, but know that I'm shaking my head. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only. I participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the unscripted studio at the junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted. And this is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Welcome to my Unscripted Studios from the junction in Old Hilliard. Corby, thank you for the audio intro as always. This is a first. And honestly, the first magic trick was going to be to try to do this live. And that didn't happen because I'm I'm just a hot mess, as you all know. Um, so that didn't happen. But but I'm really excited. Today, I have an actual magician on the podcast. So we're going to see how this goes. We got, we got the video going. Uh, that'll go up on YouTube, but we have the audio. And so we're, this is going to be fun. Let me let my guest introduce himself. We'll roll from there. Yeah, so my name's Danny Ray. I'm an illusionist in Travel the Country, sharing God's transforming message through captivating illusions. And recently, I, I wrote a book called No, I Can't Make Your Wife Disappear. <laughs> and it's all about marriage and relationships. And so I'm excited to be on the show today and see what unscripted has and what happens with this conversation well, as i said it's a hot mess so this may be a hot <laughs> mess. but i for, let's just start with the title because i love it they sent me the book you were kind of sending me the book my weekend was completely lost it was a train wreck as always but um i haven't got a chance to actually read the book and i can't wait i really can't i'm actually taking a trip to florida this weekend and this is going to be a part of that trip i'm i can't wait to open this book That's the fantastic. title alone the title is i can't make your wife disappear let's start with the title because that may lead into other stuff but let's just start with the title where did that come from that is hysterical yeah so after a show oftentimes men never women will come up and say can you make my wife disappear and <laughs> i usually let them know that i have a better offer on the table your wife already came to me you know higher <laughs> than expect. So, uh, but yeah so that's where that came out of uh, people thinking i'm hearing it for the first time but it's a, a pretty common question that I'll get after the show. And so when my wife and I celebrated 25 years recently in June, and one of our goals, thanks, man. Um, one of our goals was to put a book out to help married couples. We've had a lot of help along the way. We've needed it. And right. to, you know, different pastors and speakers and books we've read and conferences we've been to, we thought, how do we put that in 
into a book format to really encourage, inspire, and help some other marriages along. Well, and I think just I just want to make sure in case anybody is you know still listening and didn't click next on the podcast uh, or went under the next one that they have saved. Um, the the title is is not misleading, but but it. So you wrote this with your wife. So you, you got to open the book and read it because at the end of the day, you did write this with your wife. And as you said, twenty five years. That's that's a huge accomplishment. Congratulations, honestly. Um, I know how hard that is. I think we're we're coming up on that anniversary soon that's not easy. There's a lot of complications and, and things. So to be able to sit down and not only talk about your marriage, but write it with your wife, she was a part of the book, right? I mean, she was a part of yeah, the book. So because of the title, we wrote it from my perspective. You know, when you're talking about disappearing, my wife's, you know, not, uh, not a part of the show, right? So we wrote it from my perspective, but in every chapter, there's a, a Kimberly's corner, my wife, Kimberly. <laughs> right. Right. So as her perspective. And so that's part of every chapter. And so it's, but really every page, she helped breathe life into all of that and really helped shape some of those stories and make sure that the message connects with both, you know, husbands and wives. And I'm, I'm probably giving away a little bit here. This is probably something magicians shouldn't normally do, but, and I'm not a magician, so I can do it. November 8th is when we're recording this. When does the book release? November 16th. November 16th. So we're just about a week away from release. Yeah. Uh, I want to get this out of the way right away and then we'll do it again, uh, you know, eventually. Um, but but how can people find the book if they're listening right now and, and they don't want to listen anymore, but they just want to go get the book? How, yeah. how do they find it? You can find it at any bookstore. Amazon right now is probably the, the main way, but eventually it'll be in Christian bookstores around the country, Barnes Noble, all those type of things. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll give all the links at some point here, at, probably towards the end. But um, yeah. but so the book is out and well, will be out very soon. Um, so let's let's reverse the tape a little bit. Let's go back to your story. Let's let's what is the Danny Ray story like? When did magic? I have a million questions. So I'll, <laughs> let you, I'll let you start and then I'll I'll cross off questions as they go. <laughs> what is the Danny Ray story? I'll give you some of that story. Feel free to interrupt. And if you want more details or whatever. So 10 years old. Well, I'll back up even before that. I, I, I think part of my story is the, the story of two fathers, one that abandoned me at four or five years old, and one that came in the picture around five or six years old. And that's my dad, you know, the, but my biological father, the, the absence of a dad, but by far hurt me more than any other person without ever saying a word like mm -hmm. that absence uh, there was a longing to, to be with that just wasn't going to be. And when I would ask my, my mom, you know, like, where is it? You know, she'd say, you know, probably off with some other woman or off in jail, which I'd find out later on, you know, that he was a womanizer, a compulsive gambler, you know, different things. And when I was 14, I didn't know this until I was 18, but he went to prison for, you know, some pretty horrendous crimes. And I, I would find that out at 18. It was devastating, you know, but backing up to 10 years old, which was where I was going to start with the magic side of it. Uh, so I started doing magic when I was 10 years old and at 12 years old, did my first show called Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> I <know>. Impressive. <laughs> so I, I sold tickets for a quarter and had 75 people show up. It was, I was the richest kid in town. Uh, <laughs> right. 15 years old, I I started working at a restaurant in San Diego called The Gathering. That led to like local business shows. But at 17 years old, I gave my life to Christ. And 
that changed everything. And I started to read the Bible for the first time and read a passage that said, magicians are going to hell. Well, um, I'm like, okay, I need to stop doing this, you know, and thankfully I had some youth pastors and some leaders that were like, no, the magicians in the Bible are dealing with like sorcery and witch calling up the dead, not like card tricks. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right, 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 right. Very different things. Making two rings come apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's not what they were doing. Right. So thankfully, you know, I, I kept the craft up and kept working on it. But it, when I became a youth pastor, well, in 19, started working with, uh, in youth ministry. And that led to, you know, uh, just really investing in students. And for five years, I, you know, invested in students, went to seminary, and then uh, became the youth pastor. But really, probably at 27, 28 years old, somewhere in there, started praying through Romans eleven twenty nine. It says God's gifts and his calling are irrevocable. And it was the first time I really, you know, I'd read it before, but it it really just hit home. Like I have my calling to preach, to share God's word with people, share God's love with people. And this gifting he's given me, we're in two separate worlds. And so that began the pursuit of how do I really blend those together to be right where God's designed me to be. So that's a little bit of the story. And you have your master's of divinity, correct? Yes. And so yeah. that's amazing. So I was, that was one of the questions I had. So I know, and we won't say them by name. There's a street magician in New York that's very, very popular. Yeah. Pro- most people probably know who that is. Uh, he does a lot of TV st- series and things like that. There's one in, I think, Vegas, maybe yeah. another one. Um, but, but, you know, they've also been linked to darkness, just, you know, for fairness, um, I, I don't know. I don't have a clue what I'm talking about right now, but I know a lot of people talk about, you know, hey, magic and, and darkness, as you, you said, even in scripture. So I'm glad you clarified that from the beginning, because I think yeah. a lot of us read that. And and I'd even be interested to know what the, the Hebrew version of the word magic means, because it probably means something like, as you, like you said, I think it probably means something completely different. But um, it, how do you, with with the background that you have, how do you go into this um there's at the end of the day it's magic is the fact that we don't understand it and anybody watching it does not get it there's like that's the beauty of it is how did they do that that's amazing so i think a lot of people start to go to well that's got to be some kind of witchcraft or something like that so how do you how do you step into that world and and just make it you know and still preach the message that you have that's really interesting to me yes so First, like what's great with the the two people you mentioned is they really help create buzz in the culture around sleight of hand. And then we have other shows that um, uh, America's Got Talent, uh, Penn and Teller Foolish, that have really like made close up illusions, close up magic, what I do, really popular. And so I think that's really helped to take the craft that I love and that I, by God's grace, I'm really good at and mm-hmm. um, be able to use that as a springboard to, to create conversations built around faith. And I think it's like any missionaries, you have to start with where they are. Right. And right now in our culture, you know, people love sleight of hand, love magic. And so to be able to do that and then figure out ways of intertwining that message Cause I'm always looking for who's that person in the back of the room that, you know, it's just like arms folded. They're like, oh, this, this magic is pretty good, but I don't want to hear the message. I, I want to try to figure out how can I connect with them 
and, and love on them and speak into their life, not just the ones who, you know, go to church and they're going to hear a thousand messages. So, yeah, yeah that, that's a great answer. I was at a concert last night. I was just thinking as you were talking, I was at a concert last night, a quote unquote air quotes, if you're not you know, watching air quotes, Christian concert. Right? And, and there's an entire industry that's been made of music. And at the end of the day, music is it's not all the devil. <laughs> if you yeah. play all the albums backwards, they don't, whatever, whatever people believe about stuff, right? I mean, you put it out there and people are going to make whatever they want. But at the end of the day, there's, there's an entire industry that's been created and people were worshiping last night. People were weeping last night, possibly even myself at this concert <laughs> being moved um, by the very same thing, which is music. Um, that some people would say is from the devil and it's, you know, and look there, that's out there. I mean, we could probably yeah. all agree that those, those things probably exist, but it doesn't mean that it's just a broad brush that covers them all. And is that fair to say about magic as well? Yeah. So like even the guys you've said, like, oh, these guys are are dark. I know we didn't mention names right. or any other magician that's on TV that we go, Mike, oh, because we don't understand it. Therefore it's dark. But then you could also look at people that I, I'm pretty sure most of your listeners would agree, like a, a Rick Warren, uh, Greg Laurie, Francis Chan, Louis Giglio. Like I'm trying to give a span of people, sure. but show up at their their events and there's people out there going, you're evil. These people are preaching, a, you know, a, a false gospel. And I think anytime you gain um, fame or popularity, there's always going to be the negative side of that as well right. and I, I think we need to be slow to jump to conclusions of like because we don't understand something therefore it's dark or it's evil or it's demonic is is that really true of that person's character and that person's either belief system or what's going on inside of them and those are the questions I think we have to wrestle with not just because we don't understand we jump to a conclusion and that's with anything but it happens a lot with with magic or sleight of hand and I appreciate you spend time on that. We we don't have to you know, continue to spend a lot of time on it, but I knew that that's the elephant in the room. So let's just, we identify it. Let's let him out and, or make him disappear. Or however you want to do that. <laughs> you might be able to do that, but, but, you know, all right. So we've covered that. I, I just think, but it, you know, it is a question that comes up. So you mentioned sleight of hand. Have you always been very hand-eye coordinated or when did you realize, okay, because Again, I don't have the clue. I don't have a clue. I can't do a single magic trick. Um, <laughs> I think I can make my finger, like make it look like my finger got cut off because with the whole, wow. when, when my kids were young, I used to <laughs> impress them at the dinner table with that. I think I saw it on YouTube, but that's about the extent of my, my you know, illusions. Um, so when did you realize like, I'm really good at this? Like I'm gifted at this. So there, there's a couple answers to that question is, I'll, I'll take like a, a Michael Jordan or anybody that we would know, like in the sports world, right? That, you know, there's a point where you understand you're, you, you enjoy something, but you really have to work at it. Right. And so even though he might have a natural affinity for, for the game, or I might have, uh, you know, like I really enjoyed working on sleight of hand as a kid, but had I not worked on it, I wouldn't be able to have that gift come to expression. And so I think it's a both and we both, we have to have a natural desire, which I think is, it's interesting to me when we look at where do desires come from. And I believe that, that, that God puts those desires in us. So I'll give you an example of, I was at a camp and this was part of what led to doing this ministry. 
is every day I'd walk by this stack of wood and I would hear men talk about like, man, I just can't wait to build the house on Thursday. Like on Thursday, why can't we build it today? Right. And I just remember thinking like, I, I'm fine not building it. I'm fine building it on Thursday. I'm fine if they say, let's build it today because they know it's a good thing, right, but it right. wasn't out of desire. It was more out of like, that's a good thing to do. And those are two different things. But why do I desire to sit down for hundreds, thousands of hours working on like a shuffle or a technique that nobody will ever see because it'll be invisible. And those are the things that fascinate me. And you could talk about engineers or, you know, English majors or whatever, and people find different things fascinating. And I, I think it comes back to the desires that God puts into us. Mm -hmm. We work hard to bring those to expression. I agree hundred percent because I've always said like people will say, you know, we always talk about spiritual gifts. And one of the things people say is, well, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. And I always tell them, what are you good at? Like, what's that thing that you wake up and people have heard this on other podcasts because I've said it before and I'm, I'm, I'm 50 plus and, and just now realizing like people, if people keep saying, Hey, you're really good at that. You should probably run, you know, at least run it. Let it let us run this course. Find out what you're talking about. So, were you always were people like you're you're really good at this? And I have two other questions I can't wait to ask you. But um, did you find early on that people were like you're you're really good at this? You should you should pursue this. Or did you just personally like was there was there a moment? Was there a shift? Was there a, a aha moment that said okay I I need to because you've 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 done a lot with ministry. Was there an aha moment for you that you said, okay, I, I actually need to really, you just talked about it, spend time on my craft. Um, was there an aha moment for you or was it just general and, and gradual? Yeah, no, there was definitely, uh, I, I would say a couple of aha moments. When I was 18, I, I was performing, met a world-renowned magician, and he offered to take me on the, on the road with him. We would tour starting in Vegas, New York, Europe. I was excited about this opportunity. I was in college at the time. And he said, we're leaving in two weeks. If you want to go, here's my number, call me. And the difference is 17 years old, gave my life to Christ. So um, I went back to my dorm, prayed about it and felt like God's telling me no. And this was like my dream. This was, you know, like everything. Right. This guy asked me to do this was huge for me. Right. And but I, I called him up and just said, it's not going to work out. You know, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Well, fast forward 10 years as I'm praying through Romans 11, 29, with the gifts and the calling and figuring out the desires that God's put in me and where this falls. I'm at the gym on a stair. I will just say a, a machine. And there's this magazine that's uh, on on this machine. And it uh, says it was like Newsweek or, you know, something like that. It, it's not something I normally read, but I think God was orchestrating this moment because 10 years later, I'm flipping through this magazine. I see this magician and he was up for all of these fraudulent charges for taking college students around the world. He would ask to use their visas, rack up their visas. As soon as they ran out of money, he would leave them stranded. Same guy. And, same guy. Same yeah. guy. Wow. And so God was literally protecting me at 18. Mm -hmm. And had I not listened to his voice, guaranteed, like that would have happened to me, you know? Wow. And, and I just, when you talk about aha moments, that's one of those things that 
you know, when I was 28 years old, like praying through starting this ministry, it was God going like, look, I've been preparing you for this, Mm. all the different shows that you've done for people, you know, around the country, around the world at that point, you know, even though it was real limited still, it was, it was like, God was showing me like, this is the time. Had I not invested 10 years of my life in youth ministry in the local church, doing it, you know, for thousands and audiences, I think I would have been that guy. And I know mercy me. I know you just met with them. Mm-hmm. They're not where you just get on the stage and you run back to your trailer, your bus, and you get back and you're like, see ya, you know, is I was very invested in students. And so I look at what I do on stage is like 25% of what I do happens on stage. Yeah. And there's some that happens before and a lot that happens after of those conversations and that to me, that's what it's about. Not, Hey, look at me on stage and now I'm out of here, but I want to create right. relationships. So. And, and your trailer video is amazing, by the way, it really is engaging. So whoever, if you put that together, whoever your team is put that together, it's amazing. It it's very engaging. It draws me and it makes me very curious about what you do. So, um, all right, here's the two questions I had for you. And they kind of piggyback off what you just talked about. You talked about sleight of hand and athletes. So with sleight of hand, and then there's a 1A to this. So this is question one, and then there's 1A. With sleight of hand, how do you, every athlete has to get up 400 shots a day or run drills or work on their speed or, you know, hitters have to get in the cage. Every athlete prepares for their season and there's no off season, quite frankly. I mean, they may take a couple weeks off. As, as a magician, I assume you do the same. You constantly, you talked about hours perfecting, you know, sleight of hand, things like that. Is that true to say, like, how do you, what's your day like? What's your week like? What's your month like as a, as a, as a person in this field? What does that look like for you? Because I assume you, you have to constantly stay sharp. Yeah. hundred percent is even literally before we're on, I'm going through a couple different moves, things I've literally done thousands and thousands of times. It doesn't matter. I just, I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let me try this. Okay. And, and I have routines that I, I do, but there's, there's things that I always want to keep fresh. And so there's moves that I'll constantly work on, whether that's on an airplane, whether that's in between two interviews is there, there, like you said, there's no downtime mm-hmm. every day. I have to stay sharp. And then by God's grace, I'm performing a lot again, you know, in, 2019, we did 172 shows. In 2020, we probably had 100 cancel, you know. And, right. And so I had to get back to the basics of like, hey, even when I'm not performing as much, I need to keep the craft up and develop new stuff. And I'm always trying to push myself. I hope in 10 years, my show today that people are like, that's crazy. They're going like, He's so much better. Like in, I think that's the difference with an athlete is as you, you do hit kind of a peak, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe in your thirties, there's exceptions to that. But I think with sleight of hand with magic as a speaker, podcaster, you go into your seventies, eighties and just be just as figuring out ways of phrasing things or putting things together. You might slow down at a certain point, but some of my heroes literally lived into their nineties. One guy, when I finally was able to get in touch with him, he picked up the phone. He's like, Danny, I don't have much time. I have two shows today. He was 93. I was like, 
And he's like, and I just created something brand new. And um, I've been working on it for the last six months. If I don't do it today, I'm, I'm going to throw it away. He's like, what's your address? He's like, I built two of them and he sent it to me. And I was like, that's the type of man I want to be in my 90s mm-hmm. is still investing in people well and still working and creating and developing and not just going like, all right, I'm going to go sit on the beach for, you know, the next 10 years. But oh, that's awesome. Um, all right. So question 1A. So that, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was one question. One a is you are also, you have your master's of divinity. You're a faith based magician. How do you keep your faith side sharp? Um, you know, we talked about sleight of hand and the things that you just talked about. So I assume you also work on your faith side so that those are both equally important because I think they're equally a part of your show. Correct. Yeah. So this is, it's weird talking about faith because if sometimes it feels not weird talking about faith, but when it, when you talk about like personal stuff is sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, look at what I do. Right. At 17 years old, when I became a believer and I was reading through the scriptures and had a, a discipleship group and was just trying to devour like God's word and really understand his purposes, his plans, his character. But when I read Mark 135 and it said Jesus got up early to pray or went to a solitary place and um, prayed and the disciples are looking for him, is I was like, well, if Jesus did it early, you know, let me start. And so for decades now, I've been getting up at four o'clock and I'll take an hour or two to just pray, read God's word and really let that time, especially when I had kids that time became crucial because there was no other silent time in my day, that time Mm -hmm. to just still and know that he's God. And so that's just part of who I am is I'm not, I'm not out here trying to say like, if you don't get up early, if you don't, like, I'm just saying, this is part of how, when you ask how I, I keep my faith and I'll take it as strong to take, keep my faith strong. It's by carving out time to be with him in when I'm on the road, there's definitely times I miss days. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm home, I it's easy to easier to keep a regimen and and go like this is. But those are things that I I really value is that that time in the morning with God, and so I carve that out to get to know Him better, to see what He wants me to do that day. I mean, for years, I I don't know what to do with the journals. I I literally have probably a thousand plus journals. I started keeping when I was 17 boxes of them. Now I'm just like a storm, but almost every day I'll ask questions like, how am I growing? God, what do you want me to do today? And those help set the tone for the day. And and I think for me, you know, again, I don't know where this podcast lands. I I always say that typically in most interviews, I don't know where it lands and I'm not in charge of that. What I'm in charge of is the inputs and God's God controls the outcome. Um, and, and so whoever needed to hear that, um, today, I, I really believe probably somebody's listening to this. Hopefully somebody's listening to this and says, you know, what, I need to get, um, I, I need to get back to the word. I need to work on that muscle, my faith muscle, so to speak. And it sounds like that's a great way that you use, you utilize that as, you know, for you, it's, it's 5am somebody, maybe 9pm at night who, are, I don't think any of us are telling people how exactly they have to live, but, but do it like do do something. My challenge for somebody out there that that is like, man, I, I miss those times with God is to start small is my my challenge would be seven minutes is figure out where seven minutes in your day where you could really carve out space just to be 
and hear from God and get into his word. And over time, organically, things grow and you'll want more time and you'll figure out how to carve more time. You mentioned this. You've been all over the world. You've, you've been literally all over the world. You've probably done, you've met with, do you even have any idea how many number of people you've, you've stood in front of as a, as a massive audience? Um, live, I don't have like a, an exact by any means, but live I know would be in the millions and then millions and stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it changes every year, but you know, we're like year 18 or 19 into this and somewhere around 50,000 a year, sometimes more, sometimes less. And, and then with, uh, we haven't done like a ton of television stuff, but we've done, you know, a few things over the years and those things, you know, are aired to a larger audience. Amazing. Um, and I know you've got another interview and, and we had a time change thing that was probably more my fault than anybody's because yeah. it was unscripted. But uh, all right. So um, I do want to ask you when you, how, how um, I'm trying to think how to frame the question. Um, all right, we'll move on to something else, the book. Because uh, I, I, I still have to figure out how to frame that question. Because and, and I think we're going to touch on some magic here at the end with a video. Uh, I think we're going to try something possible. All right. <laughs> All right. So the book, uh, because I do want to get back to the book, because really that's, that's, that's the most pressing thing that we can talk about right now is the book. So um, the book itself, what could people expect if I, if I go out and get a copy of this, what am I specifically getting myself into? <laughs> is it all about marriage? I mean, I know that the title is what it is. Is it all about marriage or is it, what, what am I, what am I getting myself into if I were the book? Yeah, so what I try to do is take magic principles, the secrets of a magician, and then take biblical principles and figure out where those overlap. So it starts, chapter one is on misdirection. And most people think misdirection is like, you know, if I'm doing something here, uh, you know, is fake left, go right, you know, is um, hide what you're doing with the other hand. And if you really saw what a magician is doing, it's going to take away from what's real, the astonishment what you feel that way is real. The obviously it's sleight of hand, it is a trick, but magicians are trying to get you to focus on the right thing and misdirection is about focusing on the right thing. So you could experience that wonder. And the same thing's true in our marriages is when we focus on the right things that God's designed for our marriage, we're going to experience the wonder, the astonishment. Another chapter we talk about um, reading your spouse's mind. <laughs> yeah, classic. Uh, so we take, you know, how does a mind reader really read minds and take um, take that in a relationship? How do you read your spouse's mind? So I'll give you the, like the the broad brush strokes are the first part's all about communication and the culmination of communication is uh, mind blowing sex, right? Which is chapter six. <laughs> And um, I think they softened it. The publisher, I think, put um, mind-blowing bedroom magic or something. I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I can live with that. But it'll work. It'll work. It'll, we're it'll, it'll play. So. That's fine. <laughs> That's right. um, There's so many questions just ran through my mind. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, so that's... Uh, that's all chapter or section one. It, thankfully, that's not all chapter one is on communication. Chapter two is overcoming or section two is overcoming. And if you're married long enough, there will be something to overcome, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's a loved one getting sick, whether it, it, my wife and I had a miscarriage, our third child, you know, she's four months long and it was devastating to say the least. Mm -hmm. And 
how do you work with two broken people that are in grief and really learn to overcome and not go, it's now me against you and create that tension that can happen in a marriage. And so we talk about what are the strategies to overcome. And then the final section is all about thriving is if you already have a great marriage, how do you continue to thrive? How do you continue to date? Magicians are always doing like, how do you come over the top or how do you create a standing ovation? And so we talk about how do you have the end in mind so you could have a great marriage and end well. So, yeah. Uh, it's so good. Um, I can't wait to read it. Now I wish I would have read it over the weekend. <laughs> but but because the weekend wasn't what it was. I'm going to ask you a question that that's, it, this is completely left field um, and it is unscripted. Um, so you've you've performed in front of millions of people. I assume as a, um, a a Christian and you share a message, you probably get emails, texts, direct messages, however, some form of media. You receive back feedback from stories and lives that have been changed. So let's start there. Is that fair to say? Have you received those kind of messages? Yeah. Yes. Okay. How do you? And this is literally a completely unrelated question. Um, because it was a conversation I just got off of after the weekend that, that I just spent. How do you as a performer, whether you're a podcaster, a pastor, a worship leader, a Christian artist, a Christian movies, whatever it might be, we, we all receive these feedback that, hey, this changed my life. How do you, one, carry the weight of that? Or, or two, do you feel the weight of those emails, messages, whatever media you get that from? And three, does it inspire you? And four, does do you find days where you're just like, I don't know if I can carry this weight? And I'm sorry, this is a really difficult question, but do you, do you understand where I'm going with that? Because you probably are someone has received those messages, whether it's someone fighting a terminal illness or someone that do you, you know what I mean? You you've received those messages. Is that a fair question? I'm sorry. And if you say you say pass, we're good, and we'll move on to the next question. No, no, no. Uh, so one is we save all of those Mm -hmm. Uh, and we save it for a very specific reason. There's also the other side, the negative side. And it seems like one person going like, this is the worst thing can tail spin me, you know, and go like, but neither of those in an ideal world should make go like, Oh wow. Now that made my day. And I'm just going to be on cloud nine Mm -hmm. on either side of those. Like it shouldn't, knock me into a pit or be like this is a, I try to understand that people are getting a glimpse of who I am mm-hmm. in a very small, I, I intentionally live life with about a dozen people. We meet weekly, we connect and, and those people know everything I could share more or less, you know, mm-hmm. and, but when you're on stage, people get to know you better but they're getting a piece of that pie. Mm-hmm, and so that always has to come into consideration for me with that weight is like, but I honor it. I'll tell you what happened a day ago, two days ago is after a show, somebody told me there was this young magician that would never come up to me, super shy, but he's really good. So I ended up sitting down with him for like an hour and a half after the show. And then I got a, a letter from him today. And so, you know, those are things, he's just like, I really appreciate you taking the time, all that, but it's like, how do you continue to invest? Here are the things that are most valuable valuable to me. This is one of those principles for, this is kind of a 
a side thing, but um, in 2008, I gave away what I consider to be the most valuable thing after reading Francis Chan's um, Crazy Love book. Great book. So good. But he talked about like, what are you investing in and how do you invest in the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And I went, the most valuable thing to me that I've collected the most of are magic books. And so that day I was training 12 people around the country from New York to Hawaii to Seattle. And I packed up all 12 or not all 12. Um, I, I packed up all of my magic books. I don't know how many I had, but it it's well over a hundred, could have been a couple hundred and packed them into boxes. And I, then I put one Christian book because I knew the reverse. If I put 30 Christian books and one magic book, all, all the Christian books, did he pack it with this? Let me just throw those in the trash. It's stuffing. It's all stuffing. It's a, it's a bubble wrap. <laughs> you know, if you send like the cost of discipleship, you know, um, by Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, that has a higher chance of being read if there's 20 magic books with it. Right. You know, it's so... Right. But I did the same for this kid as I, I have it in my um, office right now. I need to send it. But is I packed up a book for him because not all of my books this time. Last time I did all my books, but this is the first time I've given away a book in a long time. But I want to invest well and know that that has a high possibility of helping to build God's kingdom and to seed plant long term instead of me having all these books, which I use my magic books. You talk about training like I literally on any given day, there'll be 10 magic books around and I'm opening up and like, oh, what about that move? What about this idea? What about doing this? And so, but I don't want to be the only one with those resources. I want to give away as many resources as I can. And by God's grace, you know, other resources will come in over time. Very cool. I don't know how, if I even touched on your answer. Well, it's a tough question. Honestly, it's it's an unscripted question. It's just a conversation that I've been in recently. And uh, maybe someday we'll have a chance somewhere to sit down and unpack that even more. uh, Because I don't think it's an answer you can give. And so maybe it wasn't even a fair question to ask. But (laughs) I I think it's anyone that's in ministry or in in any form of ministry, whether it's, again, Christian band, a magician, a podcaster, a worship leader, a a pastor. um, I think that's a question that I just want to unpack with a lot of those people. At the end of the day, we carry the weight of um, a lot, because as you said, so for a pastor, now I'm kind of on a rant. If you're a pastor standing in front of a church, you are somewhat Christ to those people because you are the one that they go to every Sunday to hear that message. Uh, and that probably happens in the millions and millions of people you've talked to. So completely unrelated. Let's move on. I have, I have one final question for you, and that's what is next for Danny Raymond? Yeah, so we have an upcoming TV special that I'm pretty excited about. It'll be our largest TV gig. I I did the History Channel, but I was the stunt double for Adrian Brody. Um, <laughs> Is that right? Doing, uh, yeah, all the escapes. And so I was behind the scenes on that. And so this one... I'm I'm not able to say it. I'm under an NDA right now. Okay. Uh, so, but I'm sure you could guess of the different magic shows that are out there. This, sure. you know, is a magic reality competition. There's not too many of those. And I was able to um, go on to that show and um, perform for these two guys. And it was pretty, um, pretty exciting, but I have no idea when it's going to air. And so I'm just kind of waiting on that. And I get, you know, close family, friends, they're like, when's it going to air? I'm like, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's a magic <laughs> trick. It's uh, a sleight of hand. You don't know. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And we're praying through like, what, 
the opportunities that that will um, allow us to, you know, see, see what that leads to. That's and very cool. I'm always uh, thankful. In the book, honestly, right now is such a, a huge thing for us. I, I'm curious to see what God's doing. You know, like I, I do, you know, marriage events throughout the year, but I have a feeling this is going to kind of ramp up that game, but we don't know. We'll, we're praying and asking God for wisdom on those things and seeing what he does. And perfect segue. So what I want to do is if we can run down all the ways um, that people can find you, contact you, find the book. We already talked about the book and where you can get it, but let's, let's recap um, all the way. So let's, let's start with links. Um, what are the ways that people can find you? It may, it may just be one link or uh, multiple links or you know, TikTok, whatever, whatever it is, you, you list them all. What are all the ways that people can find you? Yeah, DannyRayMagic.com is the, the website, and Danny Ray Magic is all the socials. So Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Danny Ray Magic. There you go. Okay, so relatively easy. Next up is um, you have performed for millions of people. What are those events like? Because you've mentioned a few of them, marriage, potentially marriage conference, high schools, I think I saw in your video. Where, where do you perform? If someone's listening to this and they're interested, where do you perform? Yes. Yeah, so we're at conferences, camps, churches, uh, the, the Magic Castle is always a fun one. It's the premier magic club in the world. There's some corporate stuff we do, you know, for businesses that will show up to do, you know, a Christmas event or a leadership event. And then, yeah, schools, but schools are really rare. Usually, th- this is going to sound bad, but usually they don't have a budget to bring us out. Right. Like it, 100%. So, but when, when we can, we'll, we'll do different schools. And yeah, so those are some of the places we end up at, but yeah, it, it could be leadership. It could be women's conferences, men's conferences, marriage conferences, youth conferences. We kind of end up doing the whole gambit of, you know, from family events to specific to uh, a conference's specialty. And the best place if I'm interested in that is also the website. Yeah. And the booking page would have how to, how to get in touch with us. But my personal email, if anybody has questions about the marriage or, or myself, or maybe some way I could help you. And I check all my own email. This is my email. Um, That's awesome. at dannyraymagic.com. It might've got a little bit blurred there. Say it one more time for me. Danny at dannyraymagic.com. Pretty simple, right? <laughs> it's pretty simple. Okay. Um, and the book launches, tell me one more time. It's next week, right? November 16th. Yeah. So it's coming up quick. And yeah, so you can pre-order it now. And this is actually, I don't, you're supposed to, as an author, get like a box of, you know, before so anybody else does. Our box is lost. And so somebody came and oh, dropped no. They pre-ordered it and they're like, Hey, I've got a copy of it. You want it? And so I was given a copy by a friend of mine. So I was just like, all right. Um, yes, I want it. That's right. How long was that process? Just out of curiosity, how long was the process to write the book? Um, so five years was like the genesis of like by our 25th anniversary, I want to write a, a book um, with our dealing with our marriage. But two years was the actual writing process. Wow. And, I was gathering ideas. Like I had a bunch of notes, like I told you in the journal all the time. So I had notes on it everywhere, but really sitting down to write it was a, a two-year process. Two-year process. Well, I'm going to pull it, perform a magic trick for anybody watching on video. I 
I have one too. So <laughs> I just have one just appeared right here. I don't have your, I don't have the box. I promise you right now. I don't, I don't have the box that's disappeared. That's missing. I don't have, I just have one and, and I have it ready, but I promise you, I will Let's say that one more time. I said that what's funny is somebody has that box and I think it's probably one of the, the radio shows or TV shows we're doing this. I promise you it's not me. I only have one. If I, I promise. All right. So speaking of magic, what do you want to, do you want to try something? Can we try something on the podcast? Let's try it. Uh, right. So, so I'm going to ask you to help describe what's going on here, but I have four of these and I'm going to switch cameras in a second, but okay. you tell their ink blocks that are on cards. I'm playing cards, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. What so I'm you- looking, yeah, I'm looking at a card and it looks like one of the, I want to say Worcester sauce, but that's not right. What do they call those? Inkblot tests? Inkblots, yeah. We'll call it an inkblot test. I'm looking at a card that looks somewhat like a very organized inkblot test. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so what would you say that, it, or I'll just show you all four of them. Okay. Uh, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this is what's... Okay, take two. Uh, unscripted. <laughs> That's how we roll. That's perfect. I love it. You'll have to go back and watch the video. Okay, start. Over. All right, we'll reboot. All right, here we go. What would you say those four look like? That one looks like a spider. That looks like a spider. If I twist one of the ink blots, turns face down. I'll do it again. I'm going to go slowly okay. like that. And you can see a second one turns face down. See, to me, they do look like spiders, but this kind of looks like a club there. Oh, this you're right. I didn't even see that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If the last one turns face down. You actually notice that they are the Come four. On. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, and now they're kings? Come on. <laughs> there we go. All right. So if, you, if, you're, if you're listening on the podcast, he basically just showed me four Worcester sauce inkblot <laughs> test cards face up and then slowly they went from one to two to three that were face down that was insane all right literally that was nuts so and then he snapped his fingers and they were all kings and now the the other ones are gone so i don't know where those went okay okay i'm gonna try one more because (laughs) how the foreshadow happened and they're up i was like i've been doing these interviews back to back and apparently i didn't reset remember how we talked about i shouldn't have been rehearsing new stuff i should have been resetting that's what i should have been doing okay it's all right it's fine (laughs) here we go (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna do a picture in picture just so you okay. can see me. This okay. is see it, it's all in real time. Oh, right? I got you. Okay, all right, up and down. Okay, got you. Yep. So here's what's gonna happen is over here you'll notice I have a prediction. I'll put my book on top of the prediction. There's nobody else in the room with me. Okay. You're just gonna have to trust me with that, but you'll see why in a second. Because I'm going to go through. I have a prediction. You tell me when to stop whenever you want, and I'll. You know what? Actually, think of a word, Aaron. Any word you want. Don't say it. Can it be a name or is that to be a word? It doesn't matter. Okay. All right. I got a name. Okay. Okay. So as I go through, um, just say that name and I'll start, or that word, you could change. It doesn't matter. I'll stop precisely at that card. Here we go. Can we say it out loud? Yeah. Okay. Heather. He- Heather? Yep. Um, okay. I want you to look at that card. Okay. 
Okay. Now I want you to burn that card into your mind. Okay. And I'm going to try to narrow it down to a few cards that I think might be yours. Now, I don't want you to give me any hints or clues. I'm going to go through a few cards that I think might be yours. But if you see your card in here, don't like shout it out and say, that's my card. Cause obviously, you know, that will um, help me out. I'm going to go with this card. You're giving me nothing. I feel like maybe this one, I'll go with one. Actually, I want to go with a, a joker two. I'll go with this one. Okay. Now, first of all, do you see your card in here? I do. And there's what half, the, there's probably a dozen cards there maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to narrow it down to one card. I believe that this is your card, Aaron. How'd I do? Goodness sakes. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> Aaron, look, underneath <laughs> this book, I had a prediction. My prediction actually matches your card, the nine of hearts, the giant nine H for the nine of hearts. But here's what's weird, Aaron, is underneath this box, you saw it there the entire time, has another prediction. It says, right. before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, oh Lord, out of Psalm 139. Oh my goodness. Stop it. Stop it. Oh my goodness. All right. If you're driving, you got to watch this video because this is nuts. So you, <laughs> I can't read the, the first thing all that well because it's kind of, what does what that first card say on it? I, I know what those say. What does that say? You know it completely, oh Lord, out of Psalm 139. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> but just for those of you who, under the box that was sitting there the entire time had the word that, um, Aaron was just thinking of, or the name he was thinking of in giant letters says Heather. And we did not set this up. This is literally unscripted. And if you see Aaron's face right now, you would know. <laughs> I will make sure to splice and send this out because I, I'm wigged out right now. <laughs> like honestly, because honestly, the funniest part is I actually switched the word last second and, and yet you still... That's unbelievable, man. I'm a little bit speechless, which isn't good for a podcast because we're on audio. That was nuts. All right, so tell us how you did it. That's not happening. You can do that. Okay. All right. That's fine. All right. And that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't wait to splice and get that. I'm actually going to put this up. I can't put it as a teaser because I'll give away the whole thing. So I'll figure something out. But but you have to go watch the video um, and you will literally see my face. I'm shocked. I've, we, we even pre-gamed and you said, you know, hey, you know, because we talked about how would this this would play with audio and video and Dude, I'm, I'm in shock right now. That's pretty amazing. And my wife, Heather, I'm sure will appreciate this when she's on a run listening. Uh, and if not, I'll show her the video. So <laughs> you are unbelievable, man. That is unbelievable. And uh, this has been an awesome, just an incredible blessing. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. Uh, I, it's been an honor to be on the, the show and get to know you better. And hopefully one day, uh, we'll, the four of us, I'll get my wife, Kimberly, and Heather will hopefully be able to sit down and you're in Ohio, right? I am in Ohio. So next time through Ohio, you, you absolutely have to reach out because I would love to see more of the custom. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. So the book, let's, let's roll through everything one more time. The book is called, I can't make your wife disappear. <laughs> 
There it is. No, I can't make your wife disappear. Yep. No, I can't. I can't say without laughing. <laughs> it's so good. No, I can't make your wife disappear. But before you hang up, it is absolutely it is written with his wife. And so that is absolutely awesome. Uh, he's going to be on a show which is to be named later. Can't talk about it yet because because there's some agreements, but he will be on TV. So look for him there. You can find you on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, probably. Instagram. That's probably our number one is Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Yeah. Those are your, those are your biggest mediums. So that that's the best place to find everything. Any of them we're on, but those are the three that we tend to get the most traction with. There you go. And what's on TikTok? Just because I'm a TikTok guy that loses literally hours of my life on TikTok. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you to my two daughters. <laughs> what's, what's I'm sorry. Say it again. Uh, almost all magic videos. Okay. So- yeah, we've tried a couple other things on there, but people just want to scroll through and go like, oh, magic, let me watch that, you know, more than, you know, me talking about whatever. So we've tried a few other things, but almost all magic stuff. Yeah. Almost all magic stuff. And the uh, two more questions. The website is? Uh, DannyRayMagic.com. DannyRayMagic.com. And that's if you're interested in any of the things we've talked about and potentially scheduling. And then the last thing is your email contact information one more time. Danny at dannyraymagic.com. And your social security number. No, I'm kidding. I don't want that. I don't want that. Please don't give that to me. You probably already know mine based on that card trick you just did. Let me show it to you. Man, this has been awesome. I wish you nothing but the best. And, and may God just continue to bless you in an area and a, and a, um, a field, I think, that has a, a negative context around it like we talked about early on uh it doesn't have to and that's what i love is you're doing a ministry in an area that 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 is you know what i mean like that that's what we're called to right that's what we're called to go out to the world even the places where people have preconceived notions or preconceived thoughts about we're still called to go out to those places and man i really appreciate that about you and i'm still worried about that you have my heather's name <laughs> you're the best man thank you so yes, much thanks. i wish you nothing but the best day thank you so much have a great day we will talk soon thank you Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.